Slob Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend, along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew. I'm, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Well, I guess he's he's having a little technical difficulties, but uh, he'll be here shortly. Um, I just want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Sports Urban Legend. Um, you know, we're going to talk about spring training uh, that just started um, a few days ago. Um, we're also going to talk about, you know, the the NBA All-Star Game and the infamous uh, Fergie rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, we'll also talk about the upcoming Elimination Chamber pay-per-view um, as well. But, um, of course, most importantly, the number is... Uh, uh, hold on a second. I think my hey, Will. Mac, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. You know, I was just uh, explaining uh, to you know the listeners, uh, you know, uh, that you you know um, that we're going to talk about the you know. This, the upcoming baseball season, spring training, just started on, you know, Friday, you know, afternoon. Uh, we're also going to talk about the elimination chamber that's coming up uh, tomorrow night. And, of course, you know, the um, Winter Olympics is about to end also. And, uh, you know, I, I was also talking about the NBA All-Star game. But, uh, you know, of course, you know, most importantly, you know, the number is uh, 917 Three eight four one eight nine. That's nine one seven three eight four one eight nine. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. But uh, without further ado, let's uh, talk about uh, spring training. And uh, as you know, both New York teams, the Mets and the Yankees, they both have rookie managers. Uh, you got Aaron. Um, oh, I'm speaking for a moment. Um, Aaron. Uh, Aaron and Boone, you know, of course, with the Yankees, you know, most notably uh, hitting the 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 um, pennant uh, clinching ALCS uh, home run to make the Yankees advance uh, to the World Series and you know, losing at, losing effort to the Marlins in 03. And of course, you have uh, Mickey Callaway on the Mets side making his uh, spring training debut yesterday, and. Uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, um, both teams have some, you know, some expectations. Obviously, Aaron Boone has high expectations with uh, with them getting, you know, the superstar slugger, uh, John Carlos Stanton, you know, in a block pers- blockbuster trade from Miami. And uh, he made his, his, uh, his unofficial Yankee debut. Um, with a walk and grinding into a double play, but I mean, you know, he's trying to make his uh, 
he's trying to make his, uh, you know, you know, his impact with the, you know, with the Yankees. But you know, obviously, it's just spring training. Uh, what, what's your thoughts about his, uh, his um, appearance with the Yankees so far? Yeah, you know, uh, the Yankees right now uh, they they look good so far in spring training overall. Um, you know, uh, there's still much to see because you know I don't take spring training that seriously. You know, the real season starts uh, when um, um, late March, early April, right? When the season begins. Um, so. Yeah, late March, early April. Yep. So when it all counts. Yeah. So I mean, I don't take uh, too many things in spring training. Spring training is more for seeing the younger players and some of the prospects perform. But uh, you do get a little uh, preview of some of the uh, guys who'll be playing on opening day. Um, Brandon Drury, he uh, he had a hit today, I think, but he got plunked in the hand mm-hmm. in the win, uh, so that gave the Yankees a scare. Um, I think uh, yesterday, uh, John Carlos Stanton had an at bat. I don't know if he had a hit or not, but uh, I think he uh, he had one or two at bats. You talking about Friday or today? Yesterday. Uh, he didn't play today. Oh, yesterday he went also one with a walk. Oh, okay, there you and go. He didn't yeah. double play. Like you said, it's just spring training now. Then I bring his vision in Yankee Stadium yet. Yeah, and uh, Aaron Judge, uh, you're, you're probably not going to see Aaron Judge play that much in spring training because, uh, you know, he had surgery on his uh, shoulder. So, um, you know, you probably won't see him until like mid March, maybe. So, um, but, you know, it's, um, you know, they're 2 0 spring training, but again, it's nothing to take uh, too seriously. You know, the real season starts a month from now. So, uh, and right now, just uh, looking at the the new guys and the prospects, seeing how they perform and seeing uh, who may be potential starters on opening day. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, spring trainers basically, you know, for the for the players who's trying to make it, you know, in the big leagues and trying to make a name for themselves, uh, especially on the Mets side. Uh, Dom Smith, you know, he was a rookie last year. Um, he showed potential with, you know, hitting home runs. His batting average wasn't, you know, wasn't much desired, even though he's had a, you know, he's hit everywhere he's gone in the minor leagues so far. So, you know, he's he's hoping – that he could, um, you know, he could um, outlast uh, Adrian Gonzalez, you know, um, to try to make it, you know, try to compete for the starting first baseman job. But uh, yesterday, he it didn't his um, his push to try to make the starting lineup didn't didn't go so well because um, because he um, you know he showed up late to camp when he was trying to, you know, make an impact. And, you know, obviously that's a big no-no. So rightfully so, Callaway, you know, he, he uh, benched him and played Peter Alonso instead. So, you know, basically uh, Callaway passed his first test as a manager. You know, he's usually a happy-go-lucky guy, optimistic guy, but, you know, he had to – he had to – um the disciplinarian there, and uh, hopefully Smith can bounce back from that. 
But um, yeah, we'll you know we'll see we'll see what happened with the Mets. You know, after they they acquired uh, Jason Vargas, a former Met, briefly in 07 before he got traded for Jimmy Puts in a trade. Um, you know, Mets are hoping uh, that he could you know he can have another season like he did last year. Where he had 18 wins. He had a, a great first half, which uh, punches taken to the All Star game. But unfortunately, his second half, uh, he it all fell apart. So that's what I'm hoping with his with the new um, with the with the new pitching coach and his, the former pitching coach for the Yankees and the Royals, you know, Vargas could bounce back to his uh, form from the first half of last year. So we'll see what happened with that. And then Matts Matts and Harvey and um, and um, also uh, uh, Jesselman and Luke, they're gonna try to compete for that for that uh, last spot. So that's the that's the big thing that's going on with the Mets, because everything else is pretty much set to both teams, you know. But um, yeah. Speaking, speaking of uh, teams, uh, the All Star Game. Um, basically, it, um, last week was the first time the All Star Game you know, ditch the East versus West, um, you know, stipulation, which, you know, I'm not, pre- I'm not happy about it myself because I'm a purist. I, I felt that, you know, they've been doing it for 51 years, you know, the players, you know, should be playing for pride. I mean, I know these players bounce around the league, you know, it, it's, you know, they really don't have the pride in their, their league anymore because they bounce around much less they don't even stay on the same teams anymore. But I think, you know, the the, the problem with the with the All Star games in any sport, especially the NBA, is not, you know, East versus West. The problem is is that these teams don't play any defense anymore. Like the most of these teams in the league don't play defense. Most notably, you know, our Knicks, you know. And uh, I think that's the biggest problem with the All-Star game. I didn't think, I didn't think uh, the East versus West, West um, you know, gimmick should have been replaced by LeBron, Team LeBron versus, um, versus uh, Team Stephen. But, you know, of course, LeBron, I think he scored, what, 26 points, and he led his team to the victory. I think it was 40, 40, 148 to 145. But the biggest news out of the whole All-Star break is uh, Fergie's rendition. Have you heard it? Yeah, uh, but before we get into that, um, with the All-Star game, um, I did see the game. Um, it turned out to be actually an entertaining game with this new format. The players seem to uh, play much more competitively. Uh, much, you know, there's better defense than we've seen the last several years, so Maybe the NBA is onto something with this. Maybe this new format could work. Because at the end there, you know, Steph Curry had a chance to tie the game, but uh, you saw LeBron and his teammates shut him down, and they celebrated in excitement. So, uh, you know, it turned out to be an actually competitive, uh, defensive-minded game that we've seen previously. Um, you know, I know, you know, a lot of people don't like this new format because it's not East versus West, but you know, even with the old format, they were, guys weren't playing defense. It was just alley hoops, fancy passes. You know, it's, it was like watching 
an exhibition game, which is what it was, but you want it to mean something, you know. So hopefully this is a step in the right direction to make the game mean something down the road. But, uh, you know, it uh, it was definitely an entertaining game. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, but I, I feel – but I mean, I, I see your point, but I think it still could have been competitive, whether it was East versus West, instead of, you know, this team, this, you know, I don't know, like this playground kind of mentality of just picking the best players, you know, no matter what league they're in. Maybe, you know, it's just me being a purist, but, hey, maybe, maybe like you said, maybe it could work out, but – my biggest my biggest problem with it was, you know, I, I felt like the defense was the biggest culprit. And, I mean, if you give up 145 or 140, 148 points, I mean, it's still not a, still not a um, defensive-minded game. I mean, sure, it's better than not giving close to 200 points. Like, these all-star games have been in recent year. But, like you said, it could be a step in the right direction. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a much better game to watch you know, th- this year. You know, maybe they go back to the East versus West. Who knows? But you know, the last several years we've been seeing playground ball in these All Star games anyway. You know, it's been like just alley hoops and fancy passes. I mean, you know, after a while it gets boring to watch. You know, it's but this year is it was much more competitive. So uh, you know, but we'll see what happens down the down the road with the with these future All Star games. I hear you, but uh, yeah, back to the biggest biggest news out of the All Star game was uh, was Fergie's uh, rendition of the of the of the All Star game. You know, uh, my thinking is, you know, I, okay, I, you know, I appreciate you wanting to do something original. However, you know. The, basically, the All Star Game is like the Star Spangled Banner is one of the, the All Star Game is one of the, the All Star Game is one of the or I should say rather the Star Spangled Banner is one of the few songs that it's best that you play it safe and you know you just you know you just sing it the way it's supposed to be sang instead of you know making it like you know your own or seductive or whatever you know. Because a lot of people, I mean, unless if, you know, you're Whitney Houston or Marvin Gaye or somebody like that, like, who has, like, unlimited range, it's best, you know, it's best not to, you know, turn the, all, turn the Star Strangle banner into, like, a 12-minute uh, song. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I don't have a problem with singers adding their own you know, you know, adding their own uh, their own touch to the uh, to the Star Spangled Banner, but uh, what she did was she was a, uh, I mean, she took it to a whole new level. You know, not only she she added her own touch, but she her tone and pitch it was out of sync, and it just didn't sound right. You know, it was just I don't know. It was she was just out of tune. You know, and that 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 made it even worse. So um, yeah, yeah. She should have just stuck to just singing it normally, how 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 you how it yeah. should be sung. Yeah, I hear you. You know, um, you know, musicians and performers should have originality, have their own renditions of songs. But 
Star Strangled Banner is like, I mean, that's probably the only song I could think off the top of my head that's best sung, you know, you know, the the original way, with, with a few exceptions, like I said. But, um, you know, hey, you know, she she um, she um owned up to, you know, her, her performance, and, you know, she just moves on, you know. She, I mean, she did her best, you know, but, you know, what can we do? You know, yeah, she, she did got, her best. Yeah, they killed her on Twitter, and, you know, all the, all the memes and gifts. But I think she, I, I think she apologized. She said, uh, yeah, she apologized for it. So you know, but I heard that's not the first time that she's messed up the that, that song. She actually uh, was at a, some type of um, political um, event, I guess, um, for the Obamas, and she messed up the song also several years mm. ago. Could have been during Obama's uh, re-election, I think, maybe. I'm not sure, but I'll have to check that. All right. But, um, you know, um, you know, tomorrow there's going to be a big event, you know, on the road to WrestleMania um, for the Raw Superstars. Um, you know, they're, they're gonna, there's going to be the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view event. And, uh, of course, you know, next month they're going to have uh, Fastlane for the SmackDown superstars. But um, uh, let's, let's, let's just dive into uh, the Elimination Chamber match. Um, uh, let me think. Uh, there's going to be the Asuka versus uh, Nia Jax. You know, um, both of the ladies have something to give, you know, or to lose, um, the, you know, depending on uh, the stipulation. If Nia Jax wins, not only will she beat Asuka's undefeated streak, she will uh, punch her ticket into WrestleMania and turn the the um, the, the 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 championship, the woman, the Raw Women's Championship match, into a, a triple triple a triple threat match. Because as of right now, depending who wins the Elimination Chamber match. Um, which, as of right now, is Alexa Bliss, and I assume that's who's going to come out with the victory. She will be facing, um, she'll be facing Asuka, the, the so far undefeated Asuka, you know, at the biggest, um, the biggest pay-per-view event in WWE history, WrestleMania. But if Asuka loses, you know, basically her two-plus years of undefeated streak ever since, uh, she debuted in NXT, it'll, it'll go, come to an end. And she'll have a 33% chance of winning uh, the championship at WrestleMania instead of a 50-50% chance. So uh, who do you think is going to win? The Nia, Nia Jax versus Asuka match. Wow. You know, I, I, I think... Uh... And, you know, I want to go with Nia Jax so badly because that would make for an interesting WrestleMania with Triple Threat Nia versus Alexa versus Oscar. But I'm going to go with Oscar to win and remain undefeated. Me too. Me too. If this, if Oscar wasn't undefeated and it wasn't so close to WrestleMania, I would say Nia Jax will win. Because realistically speaking, I mean, Oscar, I know she's a, she's a, a tough competitor or, you know, a heavy hitter. 
But, you know, Nia Jax is a legit beast, you know. She's she's dominant. I mean, she could have, you know, if WWE would have pushed her a little bit more, you know, she, she could have been an Oscar spot, you know. Yeah. But um, I think I think because of Asuka's undefeated and they're so close to WrestleMania, which they did kind of do that um, with um, Charlotte Flair's um, undefeated streak a year before that. She lost her her um, undefeated streak at pay-per-view events to Bailey, just like one one I think at the same pay-per-view event, elimination chamber. Uh, well, no, actually it wasn't elimination chamber. The elimination chamber was. Um, was was a raw pay per view event if my memory serves me right. No, no, it wasn't raw. It was a SmackDown pay per view event because that's where Bray Wyatt won the title last year. But uh, I think I can't remember the, the pay per view when she she lost it. It might have been fa- maybe Fastlane. Fastlane. Maybe they maybe they switched the brands for the pay per view events. But in any case, WWE might could shock us and do that. But I don't think. This close to WrestleMania that they'll they'll make uh you know Nia Jax uh, defeat Asuka to end Asuka's two year undefeated streak. And uh, moving on with uh, the team, uh, Raw tag team match, you have the Bar Sheamus and Cesaro versus Titus Worldwide with um with uh, Titus O'Neil and. Uh, and Apollo, no longer known as Apollo Cruz, he is now just known as Apollo. WWE cuts somebody else's name again, so Apollo no longer is no longer known as Apollo Cruz. He's going to be teaming up with Titus O'Neil, but but uh, on a Tuesday night uh, mixed match uh, challenge, they had um, they teased that Titus. Was gonna break up, so that might play a factor into them not winning the tag team titles against the Bar. So my, because of that, not to mention the Bar, you know, the Bar is one of the top teams. I, well, I guess you could say they're the top team because they they have the Raw tag team titles. They're not gonna lose it to to, to Titus Worldwide because WWE, i.e. Vince McMahon, used its group as a as a comedy joking team. So there's no way that even though these past couple of weeks, Titus Worldwide has picked up victories against uh, Sheamus and Cesaro in non-title matches. I think the bar is going to come out with the W and retain the titles tomorrow night. I agree with you. I think they got to win it too. I don't see them losing the title. So I see them retaining it tomorrow night. Not to mention uh, a potential Apollo Crews full turn, heel turn. Um, let me see what other pay per view events, uh, what other matches they have um, tomorrow night. Um, Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Yes, Broken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Now this is a match that WWE had. This match had this this matchup had so much momentum, but WWE with its infinite wisdom, they blew it. They blew it, man. They, this, this, he, this, this rivalry, red hot. This was a dream match ever since last year that people dreamed that this match, you know, that 
Matt Hardy could join, rejoin WWE so he could bring his broken universe to the WWE universe. But what did WWE do? They, they pooped all over this feud. Why? Because they made them feud like in a throwaway match on Raw. They made them feud at the, um, the, um, the Raw 25 match. And it was, they just really killed this, this feud, this feud, this match should have, they should have just hyped up this, this, this match up until WrestleMania. That, that's what yep. they should have done. They, 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 they just killed, they just took any steam out of this match. With that said, I think Matt Hardy will win, but this, this feud is dead. WWE just killed this feud. They, the, the, how they should have kept this feud going is that they should have had, they should have had those guys like uh, inter- continue interfering in each other's matches. The only time they ever had have contact with each other is interfering with people's matches or having a, a rare tag team matches where they're going against each other and they even rarer since maybe twice or three times from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania have them in a in a in a tag team match together and having them you know try to get one up each other. And then this would have let then it would have led up to the feud at WrestleMania where they finally, for the first time since the broken my Hardy gimmick, he would have been facing Bray Wyatt with a full set of steam. But no, they didn't do that. They just rushed it, and now now it's now now the, now this now this this match is just uh, uh, uh what you gonna call it? It's just a WWE Superstars match. It's not even a, you can't even say it's a Raw match. Or a pay-per-view match, they just killed it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they should have. They 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 should have. You know, this match should have been a WrestleMania match. You know, instead they had to do a match on Raw. Uh, who won that Raw Raw match anyway? If I because I don't remember who won that. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. At the um at the Raw twenty five or the other one? Before? Yeah. Um, I think they were. I think I think they were won both times. That's not. That's not really certainly right. He did, right? Okay. See, it just it, it really doesn't matter. They just like they destroyed it, man. They, I mean, I gave them a pass. You know, they they you know when the broken Matt Hardy gimmick happened, he Bray Wyatt uh, faced Matt Hardy for the first time. That's like a few months ago, and that's what turned them to to both Matt Hardy. I get that, so I, I give them a pass. Even though, I, like I said, I would have waited until WrestleMania for them to ever like go head to head for the first time ever. But they just they just killed this feud. Like the the first time they they were laughing at each other, it was cool, and then they just kept using the same thing over and over and over again, and it just it just killed this gimmick badly. They should have had maybe Bray Wyatt maybe team up. With the white the the white family again, or or maybe reform another white family, and have them attack, you know, broken broken Matt Hardy, and maybe Matt Hardy, I don't know, will I don't know find some allies a, a few times, and then eventually would just culminate at reunion. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they fought each other like probably four or five times this entire time that they've been in WWE. And it, it's just way too much. But um, let me see. What other matches they have? 
Um, they have the uh, the women's one, the the women's uh, elimination chamber match. You have um, um, the current women's champion of Raw, Alexa Bliss, versus um, uh, Sasha Sasha Banks, um, Bailey. I'm trying to think of the other two off the top of my head. Sonya Deville. Um, who else? Oh, yeah, Sonya Deville and uh, Mandy Rose from Abs- Absolution, you know, Paige's former group. Fortunately, Paige can't. Oh, yes, and Mickey James as well. Fortunately, uh, Paige can't uh, compete because she has a potential career-ending neck injury since WWE hasn't officially made it official yet that her career is over, but she hasn't had any clearance for any of these matches, the, the Raw, the Royal Rumble match, the first elimin- Elimination Chamber match, you know, she hasn't gotten clearance. So most likely her, her, um, her, um, her two year, her impressive two year career has come to an end because of injuries. And uh, it's sad, but um, I, I think Alexa Bliss is going to come out on top. She's probably going to feud with uh, Sasha or Bailey at the end. And uh, probably Sasha will be the last one. And Sasha versus Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss will uh, will get um, get the victory. But um, another thing is uh, she'll retain the, the title and uh, face um, um, Asuka. But one thing um, people some people are speculating that since Ronda Rousey is going to sign her her official Raw superstar contract um, tomorrow, they're thinking maybe she might, you know, find her way to to um, compete in the Elimination Chamber match and make her Raw her WWE debut tomorrow, which would be surprising. Um, so you think she's going to interfere in the match? It? No, like she might she might be she might into her, she might, you know, find some way to get Kurt Angle to make her, you know, be in the match, the Elimination Chamber match. That's a that's mm-hmm. a small possibility, but I think WWE is going to hold hold on until WrestleMania for the debut, probably yeah. against Charlotte. But um, if Ronda Rousey does join it, then somehow join it, then I, I would pick her to win in her debut and become a champion. If not. Then Alexa Bliss will retain the title. Yeah, I think Alexa and, Bliss um, is going to retain it. Yeah, I think the only scenario that she won't retain it is if Ronda Rousey makes her debut at um at, at uh you know at the Elimination Chamber at the, Elim- the Elimination Chamber tomorrow. But um, lastly. But not least is the Elimination Chamber match, the, the men's Elimination Chamber match for the Raw Universal Championship. It's our first time ever, seven times, champion, uh, seven man Elimination Chamber match. You got Elias, Cena, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Um, trying to think who else is in this. Finn uh, Balor. Roman Reigns. Finn Balor, right? Um, who else is? Who else is um, missing? You said Seth Rollins, Miz. Seth Rollins, yeah. Elias. Um, yeah, Elias. Uh, yeah, I mentioned him. I think that's probably it. I can't yeah. think of anybody else I missed. But yeah, speaking of that, uh, they had a 
you know, I saw someone raw, you know, um, basically Seth Rollins, man, he, he had an impressive performance. He went uh, over six, 60 minutes um, in a gauntlet match. You know, he, he did eventually get eliminated, um, but he, you know, he had a, he had a great match. Um, he had a, you know, he had a great show and he defeated uh, Roman Reigns and Cena. Uh, I think he got beaten by Finn Balor, I think, Finn Balor or, or Elias, I can't remember. But the match ended up, the, the gauntlet end, eventually ended with uh, Braun Strowman defeating The Miz at the end. Um, I, I, you know, uh, basically, it was a, you know, impressive match. But my thinking is they should have sa- they should have saved that gauntlet match for like a, you know, like a, like a, a, a at the very minimum a number one contender match or a, a champion to like crown a vacant title or have the champion, you know, compete in the title. This is just an exhibition match because they gain nothing out of this exhibition match. You know, all of these guys qualified. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't see on, I mean, on the entertainment side, it's, you know, they had a great match, but on a, like on a, Booking side of it, in my opinion, obviously I have no opinion, I have no experience being a booker, but to me, I, I felt they should have saved a match like that with the title or a number one contendership is on the line because these guys are, are competing their butts off, especially Seth Rollins, and this is going to put them in a worse spot than, you know, in the Royal Rumble or in, increase their chances of getting hurt. I know WWE want to spin it like, oh, he. You know, whoever's win this, they got full momentum getting into the elimination chamber. But I mean, let's be serious. You're gonna you're gonna tire yourself out. You're gonna increase your chances of being hurt with nothing mm-hmm. on the line except for pride and entertaining the fans. You know, I just yeah. thought it was uh they should have postponed they should have postponed that decision just like they should have postponed the superstar shakeup of last year because. SmackDown hasn't re- hasn't rebound from that shakeup, making um, you know Bray Wyatt lose the, the the title to Randy Orton in that dumb match, and then Bray Wyatt didn't even get a, a number one contender sh- number one didn't even have a chance to exercise his number one contendership rematch clause because he got moved to Raw. I mean, yeah, he got moved to Raw where he's been in complete obscurity over there. He had the match with Randy Orton in that horror, the House of Horror match, which he won. But since he was on Raw, he couldn't even compete. It was even a title match, so it was a empty victory. And SmackDown hasn't regained off that, off that momentum, most notably because of the Jinder Hall, this uh, Jinder Hall failed experiment of making him a WWE champion. And SmackDown hasn't rebounded from that. I mean, I mean, SmackDown is basically known for being Shane McMahon show. He competes with with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. He's in all the big, big marquee matchups with everybody. I think, I think the the Shane, Shane McMahon, you know, you know, um, era of WWE is kind of getting a little tainted now because he, you know, he's ta- he's taking up most of the big the big star spots. Yeah. He was a, the survivor of the, he was a surviving member of the Survivor Series team. Are you kidding me? How believable is that? A match against Undertaker last year at uh, WrestleMania. Oh, it was last year, right? 
Uh, no, it was two years ago when he two came back. Ago. Okay. He he feuded with AJ Styles at WrestleMania last year's WrestleMania. Right. And then he feuded with Kevin Owens this year. And um, I guess he's gonna fight Sami Zayn. I mean, you know, you know, in a match at, at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's why SmackDown isn't doing good. Raw, Raw was too clearly the B show, even though WWE was preaching down our throats that SmackDown is the the B show. Raw is Raw is uh, you know the best. But after that superstar shakeup. And the gender Mahal, gender Mahal um, uh, experiment, and then not to mention feeding this Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn thing. It's it's just being done to death, you know. That's why SmackDown is is like missable now. SmackDown used to be the marquee show, going right up into WrestleMania of last year, and then the Superstar Shakeup just killed all that momentum. Yeah, I agree. Um, are, is there any other matches I'm I'm forgetting about the Elimination Chamber? Uh, Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson versus the Miserage. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's a match WWE doesn't care about either. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say um, the Good Brothers, you know, Anderson and Gallows will win that one versus yeah. the Miserage. Miserage is too. basically a joke that WWE portrayed. The guys are talented, you know, Bo Dallas and, and Curtis Axel, but WWE, WWE doesn't see anything in those guys, so. I, I did like them in Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah short that, that was there. a phenomenal movie. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might, you know, definitely, um, I, might, I might review it next week. You know. Okay. But um, the show. But um, I guess I'll decide whether it's be a spoiler one or not spoiler one. I'm leaning towards not spoiler, but looking um, forward to that. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, anything you'd like to say? Uh, check out my show uh, iMac here shortly on Blocks Up Radio at midnight. Come back here, check out Sports Room Legend every Saturdays at eleven. Only at Blocks Up Radio. I man, you hear you're the man. Check out my show, uh, Sports Urban Legend, every Saturdays at 11. And, of course, check out his show, uh, iMac, uh, every Sundays at midnight. So uh, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.